host of the Life After Life podcast. I want to invite you to become a patron of the podcast. For just five euro per month, you will get ad-free content, video episodes, exclusive events and discounts throughout the year as a thank you for your support. Check out the link to my Patreon page in the description box attached or go to Patreon and search for Life After Life with Sandy Bird. Hey, 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 everyone, and welcome to another episode of Life After Life with me, Sandy Byrne. And in this episode, I want to talk about a common saying that I'm sure you've all heard at one time or another, and it's only the good die young. Okay, we say, we say it a lot. Um, and now, those of you who know me, you know that I'm all about my sayings. You know, I don't know if it's a Tipperary thing or just an Irish thing in general, but I didn't realize it until I started reading for people internationally. So I apologize if I have confused you at some point or other with some random saying. And, you know, in addition to that, my sons will tell you that I have a terrible habit of getting my sayings mixed up. And we call those Sandyisms in my house. Um, I do believe, even though I have never been diagnosed, but I do believe that I am a bit dyslexic because I do like I'll take half of one saying and put it with half of another saying, you know, but even with, you know, with names and stuff, I still don't know if the famous band is called Zed Leplin or Led Zeppelin because I, you know, those, those names are interchangeable to me <laughs> or maybe I'm just getting old. I'm not sure. But this brings me on to my point. OK, we always talk about sayings such as this particular saying, the only the good die young. We talk about them being old wives tales. Now, I don't believe that's true. I truly believe that all of these sayings weren't just licked off the ground by the older generation. They actually have some origin. OK, and just listening to what I've just said there, I've just used another saying there about something being licked off the ground. And what I mean by that is it wasn't just made up or, you know, pulled out of thin air. OK, so it wasn't, you know, made up, made up it wasn't licked off the ground. So I looked up the online definition of only the good die young. And what the definition says, it says that highly regarded people who are morally upright, kind and compassionate tend to die at a younger age than most people do. Yeah, so if you're my age, late 40s um, or older, I guess we're just horrible people, okay? We're, we're not moral, we're not kind, we're not compassionate. Okay, we know this isn't true, okay? I don't know where that definition came from, but just because you live longer does not mean you're a bad person, okay? Some people say that the saying came about from the fact that we only say good things about people who have died, okay? And I can tell you with certainty that whomever said that obviously wasn't Irish because we have a tendency to call people out even after death. OK, and you're all there and I know you're nodding because you know that I'm right, because I hear people say all the time, you know, good riddance to him or her. Sure, he was only an out so and so anyway. OK, I guarantee you, you'll have heard it at some funeral or another. OK. <laughs> 
But, okay, we're talking about this saying, and we can look at this saying in two different ways, okay? So is it that only the good die young, or does it mean that only the good, only the young die good? <laughs> I'm getting myself mixed up. Okay, let's start again. So we can look at it in two different ways, okay? Is it that only the good die young, or only the young die good, okay? Because if we're looking at it that only the young die good, are we saying that they didn't have enough time here on earth to do anything bad? You know, because if you think of somebody young passing away, um, you know, obviously it's, it's tragedy that somebody didn't get enough time here on earth, but is it because that they didn't, you know, have time to do anything bad? So I want to look at this saying from a spiritual point of view, okay? Firstly, I want to talk about where the saying did actually come from, okay? There are a couple um, of origins. Um, the most common one is, um, it dates back to ancient Greece, okay, in 445 BC. And according to the story, a priestess was due to appear at a festival in honor of the goddess Hera. However, she didn't have any horses or oxen to pull her cart to take her to the festival in the manner, I suppose, in which she felt she deserved to arrive. So she asked her two sons to pull her cart the five miles to the festival. They did, okay, being good little boys that all mothers want. <laughs> so, but she was so honored by her son's devotion to her that when she arrived at the festival she prayed to the goddess Hera to bestow her sons with the greatest reward that a goddess could give a mortal in payment for their kind gestures. So her sons were napping after their exertions okay they, they went to take a nap obviously they pulled a cart five miles but they never woke up from that nap because the gift they received from the goddess was the gift of death. Because at that time, it was thought uh, that receiving death at you know the best moment of your life, your moment of highest glory, or the pinnacle of your life, that was the greatest gift that you could receive from a god, was death, okay? Die when you're in your glory. So the saying that they used back then was call no man blessed until he is dead. And over the years that has developed into only the good die young. Okay. Now for those of you who read the Bible or, or believe or follow the Bible, whatever, there is a passage in the Bible. Okay. Well, there are several. Okay. There's lots of passages, but in relation to this, there are several. Okay. Um, and I have to say that 13 years of convent education has paid off when I was writing this uh, podcast. Personally, I believe the most relevant um, passage from the Bible is Isaiah 57. Okay, so bear with me. This passage says, The righteous perish and no one takes it to heart. The devout are taken away and no one understands that the righteous are taken away to be spared from evil. Those who walk uprightly enter into peace. They find rest as they lie in death. Okay, now 
like anything that you read in the Bible. It may as well have been published in Hebrew. But effectively what that means is that when a good person dies, it doesn't mean that God doesn't love them. In fact, the reverse is actually true, that God loves them so much that instead of allowing a good person to suffer the evil of life, that he will take them up into glory. So we can believe that when a Christian dies, it is because they had fulfilled the purpose God placed in their lives. Okay. And as a Catholic, I do believe this last sentence. I do believe that someone dies when they have fulfilled their life purpose. And as a spiritual person and having spent many years communicating with spirit, this is what I wholly believe to be true. I nearly said many, many years of communicating with spirit, okay? But I'd like to think I'm not that old. Okay, but I do believe this to be true. Okay, so let me explain this to you. I believe in reincarnation. I do. I believe that our time here on earth is just one act or one chapter in what will ultimately be our eternal lifetime. Think of it as a period of work experience. Every time we are reincarnated, we learn or experience something new, which will ultimately increase our knowledge of life and spirituality so that we become better spiritual beings. So for example, okay, in this lifetime, I might be the relative of a friend, a relative or friend of someone who was murdered, okay? Because that kind of traumatic loss is something that I need to experience so that I can help others through it. However, I need to experience all sides of that tragedy. So in another lifetime, I might be the person who was murdered. In another lifetime, I might be the person doing the murdering. And in yet another lifetime, I might be a family member of the person doing the murdering. Okay, now this is a strong example. I get it. But I just want to give you the idea because what I'm trying to say is that in each lifetime, I would learn another aspect of the trauma so that when I eventually return to the spirit world to stay and hopefully become a spirit guide, that I will be in a position to help everyone that has been through this trauma when they return to the spirit world. Okay, does that make sense? You know, I hope it does. You know, and I totally get that a lot of people don't believe in reincarnation. I do. I fundamentally, totally, wholly believe it. And so did Pythagoras, the Greek philosopher. Okay, and Pythagoras invented numerology. And, you know, if you've been listening to me for a while, you know I'm a numerologist as well. But I always use Pythagorean numerology because it's based heavily on the idea of reincarnation and what we need to learn in our lifetime. Okay. So taking all of this into account, when we look at the saying, only the good die young. My belief is that the souls who have been here many times before have less to learn or to experience in this lifetime. These are souls that have experienced so many things in past lifetimes 
that in this lifetime, they are just here for a specific time or a specific lesson because this is the experience they need to have in order to progress or in order to develop spiritually, okay? So if we take, for example, someone who dies at the age of 25, okay? I'm just making this up out of my head, okay? I'm not, I don't have anybody in particular in mind. But if we think of someone who dies young, for example, at the age of 25, as human beings, we grieve and we wonder what was the point. Why were they given to us only to lose them at such a young age? Okay. And bear in mind that I say this knowing that it's not going to take away anyone's grief. But people only stay here for as long as they need to until they have achieved what they set out to achieve in this lifetime. And even if we talk about a baby that's miscarried at 12 weeks, that little soul came to earth to achieve something. And it was the difference that he or she made in the lives of their parents and the wider family that was needed in order for them to advance to the next stage spiritually, you know, when they returned to the spirit world. This was all they came to do. So it wasn't that they didn't have a purpose, but their purpose only took them those 12 years of being in existence. Where people who live to old age, like myself, it doesn't mean that they are less. It just means that they took on more to deal with and achieve when they chose to come back to this earth. Because coming back to this earth is a decision, it's a choice. So when we're in the spirit world, there's things that we know, you know, when we go back and we do a life review and we know, well, I still need to achieve this or that or the other. So we get a choice. Do we do that in the spirit world somehow or do we choose to come back to earth and learn it here? So we have a choice. You don't have to be reincarnated. But when you are reincarnated, you, you know, you make that choice to come back and you make the choice as to what challenges that you are going to overcome in this lifetime, okay? So because of the fact that the people that die younger had less to achieve in this lifetime, they were then seen as good people and therefore they died younger because they were called back to the spirit world earlier, okay? And I really hope this is making sense, okay? Because these things always sound really good in my head, but, you know, I don't always let them out in an eloquent way. <laughs> um, but it, I, I am, you know, what I'm talking, just thinking of, you know, a missing persons case that I was asked to help out in some years ago. And I sat down with a friend of mine, also a psychic, and we used the Ouija board and we used, you know, some maps and stuff. And we connected with spirit. And, you know, this was a young man. Um, who had taken his own life, okay? He went missing, but ultimately he had taken his own life. But this was before, obviously, anybody knew what had happened. And um, they just, you know, he knew he was missing. But when we um, did, you know, um, our investigations, if you like, with, you know, connecting to spirit, we did connect with a family member of his in spirit. And 
This family member was able to give us a lot of information. And what he told us was that this young man had been called back to spirit because he was needed over there, that he had fulfilled what he needed to fulfill. Okay. And um, we were given as well a place where he would be found. Okay. Um, which was where he was found. Um, so at least it gave the family some closure. And, you know, we were also able to give them some messages from the relative in the spirit world. Okay. Um, and, you know, when I'm talking about that, when I'm talking about, you know, um, people coming back and making a decision about, you know, what they're going to do in this life, what challenges that they're going to undertake in this life. So that's what we call our soul purpose. Okay. So I spoke more about that in episode 41 of the podcast. So I won't go into it here, but I will post a link to that episode in the description box attached below. Okay. And as I said, you know, I am a numerologist. So when I do a psychic reading, it's not just the tarot cards that I use. I also give people a three year numerology forecast to guide them over the coming years. Okay. I know some of you won't be necessarily familiar with numerology. I won't go in in depth here. Okay. Because that's a whole other episode, but just, you know, to give you an overview, in numerology, we view life in epicycles of nine years. Okay. So we start at a one year, we go to a two year, a three year, a four year, all the way up to a nine year. And then we go back and start it all over again. We go back to one year and up to nine and all over again. And we go throughout this cycle over and over again in our lifetimes. But sometimes I do a forecast for someone and when they know where they are, you know, on their current epicycle, they count backwards to see were they born in a one year, okay? I think, you know, sometimes people want to know, am I, have I done something wrong, okay? But they come back to me then and say, well, this is wrong because I wasn't born in a one year. But we're not, okay? Not everyone's born in a one year because numerology is based on the fact that we are reincarnated. Therefore, you know, you might be born, for example, on a four year because this won't be your first time here on Earth. And equally, just because you might happen to be born in a nine year, that doesn't mean that this will be your last time here either. OK, so I know it sounds you know, complicated, maybe, but um, what I'm trying to get across to you is that, you know, this lifetime here, it, yes, it's part of a bigger lifetime. But it doesn't mean that it stands alone. It's one chapter in the book that is your whole lifetime, which will incorporate every reincarnation, every bit of time in between that you've spent in the spirit world. This is your lifetime. This is only one chapter of it. Okay. And, you know, we don't want to gain knowledge and experience from what we do or experience here on Earth either. Okay. We can also grow spiritually from our experiences between lives, from how we assist in the spirit world. Okay, and you know, I talk about this a lot, especially the book Seven Steps to Eternity, because I think that book explains it really well, but we can help other people in the spirit world. And I talk about this a lot when I talk about people, you know, especially when, you know, I talked recently about suicide 
and I talked about people who go to the spirit world after dying by suicide, that um, they tend to be, um, you know, introduced to somebody who has died under the same circumstances. Now that's the same whether somebody dies in a car crash, of cancer or whatever. You know, we'll have somebody assigned to us. Think of them as student spirit guides, okay? And they're using their experience of end of life to help us come to terms with our experience of end of life. But for them, that is how they are developing spiritually. So they may have decided this time not to come back to be reincarnated, but to gain experience or to atone for any wrongdoing in the spirit world. Okay, and we've all heard stories of, you know, reincarnations where people have come back, you know, to solve mysteries or, you know, finding their plane that crash landed in World War II or whatever it might be. Okay, so it's, it's all part of one big play, but we're only living one act of it at the moment. Okay, and everything that we do, whether it's on earth, whether it's in the spirit world, you know, this is who we are. This makes up our lifetime of experience. So everything counts. So if you know somebody that's only been here, you know, I don't know. Um, you know, I've talked a lot in the past about how I've lost six babies. Um, you know, so you may have lost a child when they were young. You may have lost a sister or a brother when they were young. Maybe your parents were young when they died. It, it's never a waste of a life. Because, you know, even just by being your baby, your sibling, your parent, this was what they came to fulfill. Maybe this person wasn't a parent in a previous life. And this was what they needed, you know, to gain experience on. Um, you know, there's so many ways of looking at it. Um, maybe they lost their own parent when they were a young child in a previous life. And in this lifetime, they get to be the parent that dies. So everything that we're learning, you know, in some other lifetime, we may already have done it or we may be going to do it in a future lifetime. But we will experience every side of that experience or trauma, because otherwise, how will we develop as spiritual beings? How can we understand what someone is going through? so that we can help them as spirit guides if we've never felt it, never experienced it. And, you know, we say a lot in this life. We say, um, you know, oh, I understand. I totally get it. I say it myself. But thankfully, I meet a lot of people who have experienced things that I hope that I never will in this lifetime. And to date, I haven't yet. OK, but we do try and understand them. But in order to be a spirit guide, we do need to have the understanding of exactly what they're going through. OK, so I hope that gives you some understanding of where the saying comes from. So it's not that they were better or more upstanding people than us. It's just that they had less that they needed to experience in this lifetime because maybe they're further down the line. You know, maybe they've had more lifetimes than us. You know, they, they need to experience the different side of something. OK, so everything that you do, everything that you experience, it's improving yourself. But that doesn't mean that you need to give yourself a hard time if you do something wrong. 
Because realizing that you've done something wrong is the biggest part of your life journey. It's the admitting it and the coming to terms with it. That's your journey for now. Okay. I hope this makes sense, guys. I hope it gives you some understanding from a spiritual point of view of what we mean when we say only the good die young. Okay. And um, if you're listening and whatever platform you're listening, I would really appreciate if you could give even, you don't have to leave a comment, just give a star rating to the podcast because it will help other people to find my little podcast. Okay, so for now, guys, I'm going to say goodbye and I will see you in the next episode of Life After Life. So until then, take care and stay safe. Discussing everything about the afterlife and spirit world.